0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, world.
1: What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. (laughs) <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low,
2: but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me
1: in any kind of sports in 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 high school.
2: Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim. Zim, say what's up? What's going on, world? We got something really, really hot and
1: spicy and all that good. I don't even have the good adjectives that I want to say, but we got something really, really cool tonight. I think like we do so much football talk tonight. Mm-hmm. And we could talk football all day. Our, the panel, we could talk football all day. Like, don't get it twisted. But I think tonight we got a very special show. I want to introduce you guys, if you don't already know, Commissioner Yaz and Rohan. Um, these are two really, really dope Bengals enthusiasts that I just want the world to, you know, kind of understand what they're about and what they're doing. So starting with you, Yaz, like, how you doing tonight? Tell everybody who you are.
3: Hello everybody. So yeah, I'm Commissioner Yaz. Thank you for that intro. Um, I'm, My name's Yasmin, but everybody always says it wrong. So I started the whole Commissioner Yaz thing when I was the commissioner of my fantasy football league and it just kind of stuck. Um, I'm a Bengals fan and I live in Los Angeles, born and raised in California uh but yeah i love the team and i think that anybody that follows me on twitter would know that i've done my due diligence and i'm here to support them so yeah thanks for having me
4: oh
2: yeah let's go let's
3: go what do you got rohan i'm Uh, just kidding
2: (laughs) already know dressing up like joe burrow i'm surprised he doesn't have the joe burrow fit on Right now he's Oh shit, I should have. The hottest song right now going off in the Bengals community, but right. Rohan, introduce yourself. I, um, I don't know how you guys haven't seen this guy, but go ahead. Okay, so I'm Rohan TV. Um, I guess I was
4: born in Cincinnati. Um and right born raised in Tampa, but basically I'm a Bengals fan because I was born up there and my first I guess conscious memory of life was Chad Johnson. So, ever since I've been a Bengals fan and I I make YouTube videos and try and incorporate the Bengals. And then this past year, with the dressing up as Joe Burrow, acting like I'm Joe Burrow and people are believing it, that's how I kind of like really went hard in smithing myself in the Bengals fandom this past year. Tell tell
1: everybody about the shirt though, because the shirt says what? If people are listening to this on a pod right now, what does the shirt say?
4: So, Protect Joe Burrow, it is my merch um the whole year all i was saying is like yo we're not gonna win the super bowl this year it's just not this isn't the year so just as long as joe burrow doesn't die protect him and just let him grow and then guess what happens my boy takes a massive l so all i'm saying is protect that man
2: whatever they got to do whatever it takes whatever it takes all right yes Yes. How did you start off like being a Bengals fan? What moment was it for you? For me, it was like Corey Dillon's 278 yard game being there. Mm. That's what kind of like made it for me. What was it for you?
3: So my brother-in-law, when I was growing up, um, my brother-in-law was into Chad Johnson and he would always tell me about him. I was, I grew up around Raiders and 49ers fan, like diehards, everybody around me. And I didn't really like have a team because my mom was on one side. My dad was on the other side. And my brother-in-law, Michael would always just tell me about the Bengals. And I honestly didn't even know where Cincinnati was. I was just like a young girl. And He would tell me about them. And one time I saw that the Bengals were coming to play in Oakland, and I asked him and my sister if they would take me to the game. And I was like, I'm a huge Bengals fan. Like, I want to go to this game, whatever. And they're like, You don't know one person on this team. I'm like, Yes, I do, Chad Ochocinco. And so, <laughs> um, me and my sister went to Walmart and we printed out like a Bengals B and ironed it on to a shirt, and that's what I wore to the game. That was back when Chad was doing his like Twitter meetups. So mm-hmm. the day before, they took me to meet him, and I just had a really dope conversation with him. Him. i was i think either 13 or 14 and he just like i was i was like i'm here for the rest of my life like you have made me a Bengals fan and then i would say living in california and telling people you're a Bengals fan is so difficult so at that point i had to really own it and i had to like learn the ins and outs of this team because i knew like if i'm gonna rep something so hard i need to really know what i'm talking about uh and yeah so i would say it started with chad i owe it nah, to him.
2: That's dope. Like living, like living part of my life in Florida and also in Cali as well. I can definitely attest to like where you said that it was either 49ers or Raiders. It was like and Raiders fans were like diehard. The crazy (laughs) thing was I was born in Cincinnati. Like my parents got a divorce. So my mom moved us to Cali. And so I'd be in Cali during like the pretty much the school year. And then in the summer, I go back to Cincinnati at that time. Like I was still young. And at first it was like Steve Young era and stuff like that. And so I was like, I like Steve Young. And I come back to Cincinnati and they're like, do you know the history between the Bengals and the 49ers? Like the 49ers are the reason, the sole reason why the Bengals haven't won a championship. And like, it was crazy because I was like 10 at the time. So that's when I started taking football more serious. Before that, it was just like Barry Sanders, Steve Young, any players that were just good back then. And then, like, I came at, like, the wrong time. It was, like, Dick LeBeau, Achilles Smith. Like, we were trash. Like, two, two wins a season, like, pretty much what we went through these past two years then. But it made me appreciate the team more. So, like, that's what, like, once we went, like, 8-8, eight and eight, I was like, oh, this is, like, a Super Bowl for us. And it was just, like, crazy. But, Rohan, talk to, like, how you became a Bengals fan.
4: Yeah, um so just two things. I still have a Chad Ocho Cinco fat head in my room. My room's right. kind of messy. <laughs> and then I also have a signed picture of Chad right next to my right on my desk. Oh, oh that's fire. Yeah. So die hard Chad fan. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I, the first memory I have is watching them I, I believe they lost the playoff game in 0506 um to the Steelers. Oh god. With the injury. Oh, really? I think that was like my first big memory, but yeah, I was born in Cincinnati. And ever since, just been repping the Bengals, like, a a lot. A lot, bro. A (laughs) A little too much, probably.
3: (laughs) Somebody's got to do it, and you just got to own it. I love it.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. I I feel like um, even as Ace was, like, telling, you know, like, how he became a Bengals fan, and sometimes people ask me, you know, how I became a Bengals fan, and different things like that. I feel like it's very important that, A lot of people or I know you guys get met with a lot of pessimistic Bengals fans online. Right. Mm. And a lot of people that are generally that way are people that don't um, that that live in the times that Ace was talking about. And for me, I was super, super young. And I know that they didn't win that many games. I'm playing like Super Tecmo Bowl. Like I'm never picking the Bengals, different things like that. But the memories don't stand out in my head. Like, the bigger memories are, like, 2005 and uh, winning. And we represent currently uh, a new generation of Bengals fans that a lot of people that are even listening to right now, they just don't understand, like, why do y'all feel like the, like the Bengals are going to change anything? Or why do they feel like anything, you know, like, is going to change? And I've been super, super positive, I think, for the most part. I am down on some players or different moves that they make, of course. But... Speak to, I guess, Jazz, like, tell me, like, from your standpoint, what is your, like, when you used to do, like, your motivational things that you would do, like, on a weekly basis, like, it could be just, like, something that you want to do to pump up everybody, but I think there's a, there's a big thing to be said for people of our generation and even younger that don't remember any of the bad stuff that most people, I think, are very pessimistic about.
3: Yeah, so for those of you that do not know me or, like, just started listening or whatever, I used to – I started this season a thing called Pep Talks with Yaz, and it was just a joke where every week before the game I would post a pep talk that was me talking to the players. I was pretending I was talking to them in the locker room. And as the season picked up, I started doing pep talks for fans because I was like, the players don't need a pep talk. It's the fans that are just kind of, like, banging their heads into the wall. And I think that the reason I did that is because I – how do I explain this? I love the concept of like storytelling in sports and not, I, I do love the game and I could talk about the game, but I love more like, where did the players come from? Where does their motivation come from? This team, like, what is this team rooted in? What are its traditions? All that stuff. So when I started to build my platform, the pep talks were like, I want to not mold Bengals fans, but at least try to take anybody I can and change their perspective and how they're looking at these things. So if you like go through my Twitter, you'll see everything I'm saying is mostly positive. And that doesn't mean that every single opinion I have is positive because I did have a lot of people that were like, you're so naive and it's like, no, I'm just choosing not to put the negative out there because we all know it. So like how you say you don't really remember like some of the bad stuff. I choose to not remember that stuff because I tell myself like, Why? Why remember that? I just, I I would rather just sulk in the good than sulk in the bad, if that makes sense. And I just, when people say like, the Bengals aren't going to change anything, they've never changed. Well, just like, look at what they did last year in free agency or even look at the Mm -hmm. media team like their social media team has changed so much over the past year like their content has just been so different so we are transforming but if you're like hanging all your hope on this one hook that you want them to do what you want then yeah you're not going to recognize any change
4: for sure
2: Mm. for sure so Rohan you bumped into a goat a few weeks ago with Jesse Bates like can you just talk about how dope like that was and like what how that kind of transpired yeah so back in 2018
4: after his first season i was at clearwater beach it's like a huge beach in tampa everyone goes there and i was with my friend and i'm walking on the beach and i see a guy throwing a football and i'm like okay that guy has all the same tattoos as jesse bates but there's no freaking way that's jesse bates <laughs> so i'm walking i'm like yeah that's jesse bates my friend he goes who the hell is jesse bates i go he's a guy in the bangles bro google him i show him he's like bro that might be him i get up to him i go and I, and I actually I saw the chain. He was wearing the JB3 chain. And I was like, yo, what up, Jesse? And he goes, what's up? Took a picture with him. And then I actually, in high school, I ran on the four by four team on the track team with his college roommate. Okay. Um, so, between like, I guess I told him that and that kind of gave me some credibility, I guess, yeah. and my YouTube channel. And then he's working out at a gym that I used to work out at. And so I said, yo, like, can I just come by and get a picture? And he was super cool. Right. And ever it was it was crazy. I should have recorded it, but I didn't want to be that guy like right. flogging it and shit. But he's super chill, and it's crazy because he's only like a couple years older than me. Right. Like I'm like I'm like the player's age now, so it's I'm it's not, so not, I'm not looking up anymore. They're like they're like my they're like my friends
2: now at this point. Nah, that's dope. <laughs> right? Yeah, me and Zen, we're like the wash player age <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro.
1: Like yeah, we. You know, like, I think because, and people ask me that, too, I don't want to be that guy. Like, there's players that, you know, I text, like, weekly, right? But I don't want to be that guy that's, like, yeah. fanned out or whatever because, to me, ultimately, I don't know how you all feel about it, but I, I carry, like, a whole lot of – um. It, it's a professionalism with it. And I think you're probably thinking, like, even with the Jesse Bates situation – like, hey, later on, like, you know, like, it might be a situation where I might got to interview him or whatever. So, but there's this level of, like, I could never fan out because I have this tunnel vision to getting a Super Bowl, you know, championship. And I would be letting, like, so many people down. Like, I feel like I just got to, like, go forward. Like, you, can you imagine? Like, we're talking to A.J. Green, like, you yeah. know, like, live. Like, if this is somebody I, I done bought all his jerseys, I got a chain made after him, everything you could think of. So right. like for, for me to like, not just like, you know what I'm saying? So it's a constant thing that you have to, you know, kind of keep track of is like, hey, I've got to move forward with my ultimate goal of, you know, moving the fan base forward in this direction. And I think that's probably why you probably felt that way. Like with Jesse Bates, it's like, I can't fan out right now. Like we got, we got a, we got a lot of things to do. I think ultimately, like, let me ask you, Rohan, like, what are some things that you want to bring to, like, the Bengals, like, nation right now? Like, you've done a lot of things on YouTube. Mm -hmm. The prank stuff is crazy. You got the Joe Burrow song going right now, going crazy. You got a lot of different things that are happening. Like, what do you think is going to do to get us to, you know, the Super Bowl that I'm I'm talking about, that people think we're crazy for even thinking that we won a Super Bowl, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, so... I've listened to a lot of James Rapine and Joe Goodberry and Jake now at this point, they're kind of like my fathers of the, of the Bengal stuff. They've given me so much knowledge, but basically <laughs> you, we guys. needed a quarterback to get us over that edge. Andy right. Dalton. I was, well, the first, I was
1: the first person to tell every, I told those guys like, no, every yeah.
4: but I, I used to come
1: on there every Sorry. single day for four or five years. And I told them, Dalton is not the guy, but I'm going to let you go ahead. Those are great guys. I love
4: them. Exactly. Now we have a guy who, like, makes everyone so much better and doesn't need everything to be perfect. So now that we have that guy, it's like, holy crap, like, the Super Bowl window is finally, like, open if they just click all the pieces together. So I kind of want to just be that guy or just a figure out online, whatever, that's kind of just, like, pushing people and, like, getting, like, the Bengals fandom up getting like because i think it'll i think they'll be a good like a really good team over the next several years 10 15 years like i think joe burrow is that guy there's no reason to not think that i mean if you just listen to his interviews the way he talks he's just got that moxie where it's like yo i'm not losing but there's just no way i fail
2: nah you're right he like definitely injected like life back into the fan base because i think Mm -hmm. we all kind of got stale on andy Dalton, like we all wanted to just be nice about it because he did so much for Cincinnati. He was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't getting the job done. Uh, but, Yaz, what do you think we have to do to, like, get to a Super Bowl? Like, what what would you say we have to do for Cincinnati to do that?
3: So, I agree with everything that Rohan well, everything that you guys are all saying. I do agree that Andy wasn't the guy and that Joe Burrow is the guy. I think that – I. I would say, like, the word that comes to my head is, like, fresh. Like, we need to keep everything fresh. So I, not, like, holding on to players for too long just because they've been there. Just kind of, like, bringing in new players, bringing in the talent, not being afraid to go out and do what's new and what's different. And not even on the field, but on the content side, on, like, fans. Every Everybody needs to be willing to have quick turnaround and understand and be open to new opportunities. Um, I know that, like... Bengals like front office has this bad rep of like not going out and wanting to be aggressive and stuff like that. So I would say they need to go out and they need to be aggressive. Um, But I do, I do think that we are moving in the right direction and I see it and I feel it. And just like, hopefully this, this free agency time is going to kind of show us if they're about it or if they're not and with the draft and stuff. But I think that, I think it's coming, and I'm really excited. I get, I like day, daydream about it in my head. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so good!
0: That's I can't wait.
1: I tell I told Ace earlier today. I have a vision that I always see me. I don't, you know, like going down the float on Main Street. So like people that follow me, they always be like, oh, Zim's talking about the float again. Cause I really feel like when they win, like I'm going to be riding down this float. And I'm gonna be like on there, and it's the photo, fo- I, see, I, I see the photo, and everything. But and then some people think I'm crazy, some people will be like, Oh, okay, that's really dope. You know, I even shared that with the Bengals earlier today like, hey, look, yeah. I see the float coming down Main Street.
3: So.
4: Yeah.
3: And there is something really special about being that dedicated person I'm sure that it happens to you guys it happens a lot to me where when the Bengals do win or they do something good or there's like a highlight on the NFL Twitter or something like that I have so many of my friends sending it to me or like texting me like I'm so happy for you or I saw that win or that's awesome because people know like I've stuck by them and I think that if we continue to do that the payoff in the end is going to be so much sweeter it's going to be incredible
2: Definitely, there, definitely
1: there's gonna be sure. some people that you can never win over I, i'm gonna tell you that like <laughs>
3: even, like even
1: my closest friends i could show them how to make a whole lot of money or something like that right but it's just like until they see the money in their hand you're they're never going to believe you you know so yeah. Yeah. for a lot of Bengals fans like i would encourage you all like you, there are going to be a lot of people that just say like nah it's not happening like because i always point to like this last off season too i said they're the sixth highest paid in free agency People will tell me a million reasons on why they're not going to go spend money. I go tell them a million reasons why I think they will. And I'd be like, see, they did that. They'd be like, it uh, just skipped right past that. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's always hit or miss, like you said, Zim. But I think, like, Joe Burrow is just like, and I'm going to take one of your words, it's just different. Like, it's different. Like, I have friends that I've known for a while never hit me up about too much bingo stuff. Like, I think it was a game that we lost and I was still pissed, but we lost it at like the last second. And he was like, bro, I know you are upset right now and all of that. But he right was like, y'all got one in Joe Burrow. He was like, right. I don't even care. He was like, just give him time. Like, you guys have one. And I think like that's what the Joe Burrow factor is. Like Zim is saying, that's why they spent all that money. Right. Everyone knew we were going to get Joe Burrow. So, like, I feel like the standards have now risen now. But Rohan, I'm going to throw it back to you. Mm-hmm. Free agency is coming up. Like, what positions or players? If it, if you were the GM, if you were Rohan Tobin, right. Right. who are you bringing to Cincinnati?
4: <laughs> Rohan Tobin. Okay, first and foremost, got to get <laughs> at least a starting tackle and guard. Um, through the sources and people that I've listened to, I don't think Taylor Moten. I think he's going to get tagged by the Panthers. Daryl Williams is an option. Um, I don't. I don't know a lot of the tackles, but Joe Tooney is definitely like. That has to be a freaking lock. Cincinnati guy, like, just give him a huge-ass bag, sign him, and then try and get a tackle. I know a lot of teams are going to have to be cutting dudes, so hopefully a tackle. Just someone who isn't so bad that gets pushed (laughs) into Joe Burrow's lap and breaks his knee. Just, you know what I mean? So something like that. And then in the free agency, um, or or in the draft, I I want them to get a receiver, uh, some sort of – skill position at, at five. So hopefully they can do that. And then uh, as well as defensive line,
2: I don't know, just spend money and give me a skill position at five. So yes, you're the commissioner, but we're turning you into a GM. We're giving you, unfortunately we're downgrading your position, but it's still an upgrade because it's the Bengals. What would you do in terms of like attacking free agency?
3: So one thing that I want to say really quickly, going back to the Joe Burrow thing that I, I just want people to know, because I don't know if this message got out to everybody, but it like makes me feel really empowered. So I hope that it gets other fans feeling the same way. But there was a point where before the draft last year, everybody, all the NFL network and ESPN, everybody was like, Joe Burrow does not want to go to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, doesn't want to do that saying bad things about us but then joe eventually came out and was like no i do want to be there i am happy to be here and so on and he was like proud of cincinnati and that's something that i really want fans to try to pick up on and that is where my like fandom came from is being proud like despite the things that have gone wrong being proud of like what we have now and what is coming in the future. And I think that's something really special about Joe Burrow. So um, yeah, I think he just like brought us a little bit of swag and hope and that's that. But being a GM, if I was a GM, I would piggyback on Joe Burrow and use him for everything. Uh, But if we're talking free agency, honestly, let me be really honest. And I say this to everyone. I don't like to get really invested in the off season because then I feel super disappointed when it doesn't happen. If that makes sense. Like during the draft. You got to speak
1: it into existence (laughs) though. You (laughs) got (laughs) to.
3: And like during the draft last year, I no, no during the draft this year, everybody's like, Oh, well, some people want Penny. Some people want Jamar. Some like everybody wants somebody different. And I'm like, isn't it hard to go to sleep at night, like wondering which one they'll pick? Like, are you, are they going to take a wide receiver? Are they going to, I don't know. Like what, they, but, um, I just, I definitely want them to put a lot of money in Carl Lawson's pockets. So mm-hmm. if I was a GM this offseason, what I would do is pay him. I would do that. And it, it kind of pains me a little bit because I really love William Jackson, but, um, I think that like Rohan said earlier, other teams are going to be releasing people just to save some space for themselves. So I would take a look at that and see who we can take. But to be honest, I have trust in them and whoever they bring to me on this team, I will rep them as hard as I can, as hard as I need to. I will find out everything about them and I will tell everybody why that was the best choice. And that's just the type of fan that I am.
2: Right. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. As, as soon as you put on those stripes, you're just like in the fraternity. Like we have to like even if even if it's a prospect that I didn't like coming in, I'm like, you're a bingo now. Like I have no yeah. no other choice but to rock with you.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, too, because like think about it, like you you were saying, like, OK, like how do you sleep at night or whatever? Like so the the real super analytical I got to be right twitter guys or whatever that tell us about prospects they live and die with their prospects yeah i think that's the difference between me and maybe ace i think in regards to like yeah we'll talk heavy heavy football and we got our guys but once they put on a uniform then you know like they're all the we're we're all the way in and and i'm with you to a certain extent where some guys, I just kind of like I watch them so much that I kind of understand their ceiling. So you probably just see me fall back on some of those players. Like I, I like you know how you say you don't want to get your hopes up for certain people. Like there's certain players that they pick that I just, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I know what that ceiling is for. That I'm not going to yeah. touch on that, and I'm going to go on, you know, on on this route. But yeah, I, but the thing that kills me is the guys that sit there and say. They'll try to look for, um, say we don't draft like the guy that they want. Like there's a million guys that are in here right now that say, guys and girls, that say, hey, uh, we want to um, get Panay, right? Say they don't get Panay. They go draft Jamar Chase, right? Jamar Chase could ball out. They're going to look for every single thing that they could think of on why Jamar Chase is in the pick no matter what. And I think that's the difference between winners and sore losers or whatever you want to call it, like, And I think that's what makes all four of us, like, diehard Bengals. It's, like, the difference between some of these guys that that are out here that are talking about this stuff is that they're really, really repping, like, their prospects and their beliefs so hard that they lose sight of winning sometimes. And at the end of the day, we just want to win because winning gives everybody in the city the energy that we need. It helps everything out. Like, it helps out, you know, like, your pep talks now become way more relevant. Rohan, yeah. your gear becomes way more relevant, and I think I, it's, it, it makes me like not upset, but it frustrates me sometimes that I just see so many people that lose sight of that um, that their prospect didn't get picked. I don't care about that. Like I got my guys. I, I I let I let everybody know beforehand. Joe Burrow was the guy. I went and got Burrow babies. Uh, you know, yeah. I went got a, I was all in. Went and got a Joe Burrow jersey. Say they didn't pick Joe Burrow. And they pick somebody else. I'm the kind of guy that I'ma remind you that yeah, Joe Burrow is still lit, right? But whoever they would have picked, I would have rocked with him. But you'll see that there, there are a lot of people that just want to go with their prospects. And those to me aren't the real diehard Bengals fans mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about.
2: Mm-hmm. So Rohan, I gotta ask you, bro. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm coming for you next with this. Okay, I need your top five Bengals of all time, bro. In order, in order. Mm. That
0: was all right. Hard. Number
2: one, easy. Too easy. He's
4: only played for one year, Joe Burrow, man. <laughs> He's the truth. He's all gonna time. take this.
0: all time, baby, all time.
4: We be over Chad. All I thought time. he was gonna say Chad. Hey, okay, did Chad, he chat Chad did Chad get us a Lombardi. Chad did not get us a Lombardi. So <laughs> Joe Burrow won. He's the truth. There's the hope. Is there number two, Chad? Easy, Chad. Number three, gotta go, Vontez Perfect, man. Yes. I love Thank that you. guy. Yeah. I, I. That's why my, my. Instagram handles 55. I just loved him. I loved how he was like that, like kind of like just had that kind. I mean, I don't know if we can curse, but he's kind of like a dickhead out there, and it was
0: awesome.
4: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yep, yeah, he's on our team. Thank God he's not on the other there, team.
1: There's a huge divide with perfect fans. Have you ever noticed that? Like there's a oh, million. Yeah. There's a million people that him. blame Burfect for losing 2015 game, right? But right. there's a million people like myself that feel like like if there was no perfect, I would We would have never been in that game. Like he played. Right. If you go watch that game again, like I got another favorite perfect game where he played the Eagles. That's insane. If you ever want to see the highlights on it, like 15 tackles, unstoppable. But in that playoff game, he was unstoppable. unstoppable. And he, if he's not That's on the field, good. you're not even in the game. So he but,
2: made the interception that like he, like he when that happened, he and it was against the Steelers. And it right. was against the still. Uh don't even remind me He that. got the pick.
1: Yeah. He got the he got the he got the inner uh, he knocked Ben out the game.
2: Yeah, he takes all it, of them out. Because
1: if Ben plays that game, you're not even in contention, like in that game. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm sorry. You, you're perfect is number two on your list. Uh
4: no, Burrow.
2: Three.
4: Burrow, Chad, Perfect. Um, then I gotta go. Oh, probably gotta go. AJ Green, I mean, just in my lifetime, definitely one of the more fun people to watch. And then number five, Chris Henry, man. rip, That's dope. I like it.
2: Slim. I like that. That was a good. Yes, we need that five. I know it's tough. This is
3: so hard. Okay, so first is definitely Chad. And then second is definitely Gio Bernard.
0: Third,
3: okay, Pac-Man. I yes. love him. Like I Whoa. Oh my gosh, I have like the <laughs> softest spot in my heart for him. I love when he goes <laughs> on his rants. I I don't know if you guys were his friends on Snapchat in like 2015, 2016. They were playing the Cardinals and a bunch of bangles got stuck in the elevator and he put it on his Snapchat story and it was the funniest thing of my life. It was like Eight guys stuck in the elevator. In the elevator. And <laughs> Pac-Man's like calling Marvin. He's like, I don't even care what you guys have to do, but you gotta get us out of here right now. And it was just like <laughs> the best thing ever. Me and my little brother, we love that. Um,
1: hey, what about his rant? Did you ever see his rant on the on the plane ride after the 2015 yes, game? Yes,
2: I remember that. I, no. feel, I feel like that I is the embodiment,
1: that. like the way he felt, like uh <laughs> it helped it, like it helped. It was therapy to me because I was so I was, I was in Miami. I remember where I was. I was laid on the floor in a hotel room. like I couldn't yeah. even move. I was so shocked. But seeing his reaction to it, I'm like, yeah, somebody else is as upset as mine as me. Like If you go YouTube it and just Google it, Like go look it up. It's, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. But at the same he has,
2: time, he's like our Marshawn Lynch. He's had some epic yeah. moments. Like the Terrell Pryor is trash one, where he's like, yeah. Terrell Pryor is garbage, garbage, Terrell Pryor is garbage. Yeah. He's, he's amazing.
3: Yeah, I do. I love that. Okay, so I think that was three. I I think I went Chad, Bernard, Pac-Man... I think I have to say AJ Green just because like he gave me so many like bragging rights for so long, you know, like when he was good, he was good. And that was the one player that all my guy friends like, especially through my college years, like he was the guy that they'd be like, the Bengals suck. But yeah, AJ Green's cool. So yeah, that him. Um, And then, okay, this one is really hard because on the field. Okay, disclaimer. Off the field, I would say John Ross. Like, I love John Ross so much. I love the potential that was there. I love the storyline that I have in my head of who I thought he was going to be for our team. And, like, I – I John Ross, that's my guy. But five, I'm going
1: to – I'm the I, CEO of the John Ross <laughs> fan club, okay? Let me
3: tell I, you. I, 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 I have I, literally – I'm going to rec- show you. Okay. I'm gonna show I have you one. Recorded day. rants on my phone of like people on Twitter used to like say really mean things to me about him, and I would record myself on my phone, like going off on this person, and I would never post it, but I just had to get it all out. I'm like, you don't even know. And
1: look, look, I went and bought like when we drafted John Ross, I went and made this chain. And I'm gonna tell you what it says on the back of it one day, but it's uh, it's all about John Ross. Like I made that it in and, and me and uh Rohan, you talked about James Rapine or whatever. Like me and him were like like I remember I called him, I was going crazy. I did a live, I mean, I'm talking about since day one. And a lot of people you were talking about like forgetting, uh, you know, some of the the, the 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 shortcomings of Bengals, right? I feel like I don't forget those things that happen. I just learn lessons from them. So the next time a John Ross comes up, it might make me a little bit skeptical on like drafting the John Ross because I think about the city I did a podcast one time with Ace about like Ferraris versus Hondas. Like you're a California, you're a California, you know, person. Like, I don't know if John Ross was a a natty guy, you know? And so our perspective on John Ross is totally different than the average Bengal fan. But uh, I just, I thought that was crazy that you said like, to this day, I'm still John Ross all the way through and through. And people be like, what? I'll be like, yeah, like he's, he's going, he's going to tear the league up when he gets the right opportunity.
3: Yeah. I can't wait. I actually used to always tell James, like anytime I was like, anytime you can ask, I I would say last season, like when John Ross was out just like with the illness and we didn't know what that was. I was like, anytime you get a chance, can you please ask what's going on with John Ross? And he would always be like, yeah, it's like, I, I couldn't, like, I have one question I'm not asking. Him. I'm like, please, please just tell me. But um, yeah, so that was my fifth. But I also really want to put Joe Mixon on there. Like, because um. Oh, but also Jesse Bates. Okay, and I know these are all super recent, but the reason that I say that is because I feel like they are on this new b- – oh, wait, Tyler Boyd? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me just tell you where I'm going with this. Tyler Boyd and You're Joe Mixon. Your list about to have like
1: 20 people on it. <laughs> I, know.
3: I know. Today yeah, – actually, I'll get into that later. But, yes, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, I feel like they both bring this really great sense of, like, leadership – just, like, from what I can see, um, I feel like Joe Mixon is, like, our hype guy. Uh, and even though we didn't really get to see him play very much last season, I just love that he's always, like, super hyped. He seems very prideful. Um, and I feel like they play that role. Or Tyler Boyd just, like, carrying himself. Like, when Tyler Boyd got taken out of that game against the Dolphins – I was it the Dolphins? Yeah, when they yeah. all stormed the field. Yeah, I – I remember that game. I was, I loved the passion out of him. And like, I just great football players, the both of them, but I love that they also have the passion. And that kind of reminds me, like when I think of myself as a Bengals fan, Like, I think of you guys as somebody that's going to give me, like, the breakdowns of the X's and O's, and I think that a reason that I've been able to kind of, like, pick up some traction is because I don't try to be that girl. I don't try to break it down and tell you, I mean, I know that there is people out there that can do that, but I'm like, that's not my role here. My role here is to, like, hype these people up, get everybody excited, and somebody like Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd are people that inspire me to do that, so they are also on my list of top (laughs) ten.
2: Nah, that's dope.
1: Honesty is something that, you know, anybody can get behind, right? So like yeah. being being yourself, being true to yourself. That was one of the one of the questions I was going to ask, you know, like because there's a lot of people in here that are trying to figure out how in the heck did y'all get all these views? How the heck did y'all get all the, you know all these different things? Like Ace, do you have anything that, you know, like you I I, I just want to go straight to that because I think but- like the whole subject matter is like we're content creators and we're like right. some of the leaders. There are many guys that I could shout out. Right. And I don't want to leave anybody out. But we're leaders and we're uh, at an age demographic that's a little bit different than an average Bengal fan. Maybe. I don't know. But, right. you know, um, can you speak to that? I guess like it's like on like.
2: Like for know, me, it was just I got like tired, content, bro.
1: like people are, you know, like people are, you I know, think, yeah. Are searching for ways of like how do you how do you do this on TikTok or how do you like, do this on whatever like do you have like something that you want to share with the people i guess
2: for me it was just like i would get on youtube all the time and it's like i would put in bingles and i got so pissed off because there was like no stuff on like bingo stuff and so for me i was like all right If they're not going to put it out here, I'm just going to go ahead and rep us because, like, we have so many good players. Like, a lot of people are kind of sleep on us. The national media never talks about us. Like, that's how I stopped watching ESPN because they rarely talk about the Bengals. And so, for me, it was just let me, like, you know, just talk about the Bengals. And that's how it started for me. And then it picked up traction. I think, like. The video that went like small, like inside Bengals community viral for me was actually like Andy Dalton. And it was like, I hit like my boiling point with Andy Dalton and just went live after a game and like oh. kind of went in on him a little bit. And that's when like it kind of like the light kind of came on for me at least was, all right, this is dope. I started getting support from people. And then like the next thing I knew, it was like retweeted on like Teamstream. And I'm like, and I'm like always on like Bleacher Report and Team Stream all the time, just like looking up Bengals news. And then I like scroll one day and see myself. And I was like, whoa, this is insane. Like, so that's that's where it kind of started for me. Uh, and I'm nowhere on the level of these guys up here. But that's where it kind of started for me with YouTube. That's where the passion kind of came from. And it was just like, I'm just going to try to take this. And do what I can to like leave a big mark on it. And obviously there's way other YouTubers other than me. Right. They definitely do a great job putting out Bengals content. And it's dope to be able to like reach out to them and connect to them and talk to them. Like right. the first time someone talked to me was, and I was telling Rohan this, it was Engraven. He jumped in, I mean, not Engraven, uh, Flimlo Raps. And he jumped uh, in my like DM on Twitter. And Flimlo. I was like, bro, he like, he watches my stuff. Like this is crazy. He gave me pointers and stuff like that. And it was It was just that that just kind of kept me going.
1: Right. Like, I guess I was saying, too, you know, like, is there a formula without giving people the secret sauce? Like, is there a formula to which you do? Like, you know, like for me, every day when I wake up, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Like, I know I have flexibility in my day, but it's the easiest thing I ever do, I've ever done because it's one of my passions in life. Like, is there a formula or something that you just kind of stick with?
2: For me, not really. Like, I have like, obviously, I have like steps and stuff like that. But for me, it was like, and Rohan knows this. I mean, he knows this way more than me. It's a lot of trial and error with YouTube because like you're going to start out like only getting 10 views on like your videos and stuff like that. So you have to get creative in terms of your thumbnails, you know, in terms of, Posting stuff everywhere, finding interesting topics to talk about. For me, it was it was tough, bro, because like I was still at my job and stuff, and I'm still at a job now, and I still have my career now. So like I'd have to like sneak out. I tried to be like the guy that would like come out with a video immediately. Like Marvin Lewis is leaving. Like I'd have to like run into the break room and make sure that they couldn't hear me and like go live <laughs> and like whisper. So it was just tough for me. But like to me, it was just consistency. Like trying to be consistent. Trying to post as much as possible, trying to just change stuff up, like that's what it was for me at least. So it mm. wasn't really like a secret sauce per se, but it was just consistency.
1: What about you, Rohan? You got like a secret uh, without giving out the secret formula to the Krabby Patty? Tell us
3: like, the secret <laughs> formula. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. need to know.
1: Like without telling everybody how to make the Krabby Patty, like is there like something that you like stick to? I think part
4: part of it's so tough nowadays. I mean, just with how oversaturated social media and everything is um but i mean as far as just like the basics it's like staying consistent being yourself and authentic definitely helps they can connect with you more like um like the pep talks like that's your authentic self um these these live streams with you guys just talking chopping it up that's always key but consistency and quality um but nowadays it's like honestly the the long-form content like podcasts while those are so Those are so valuable. A lot of like football content, people just want, or any content in general, they want to consume it quickly. They don't want to like TikToks if it's not interesting within the first literally one second. Screw it, keep going. So being different, um, and then just kind of put your own twist on things, like dressing up as Joe Burrow and walking around and (laughs) getting free Skyline Chili, like because I think I'm Joe. Like you got to do something that's just out of the norm, um, but. Yeah, I mean it's tough though. Either way, either way, you it's get,
1: tough. You got you to get kicked out of somewhere, right? Yeah, so that's, you got to get kicked, kicked out of practice. Star
4: Wars spoilers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got to do. You always, yeah, you got to, you got to rub people sometimes the wrong did way you, too. Did
1: you see when they kicked Rohan out of practice?
3: I didn't uh, see that. I'm very excited yeah. to go look at all this after we. Get yeah, so
4: that time was crazy though. Like I was sitting there, me and my friend, and we're recording. The, we're, we're just like recording some of the player players. I don't even know what we were doing. We're just kind of recording uh, the field. Um, and one of the coaches drives around on a golf cart with like a, the police officer and they're like, yeah, man, you can't, can't film practices, and We don't want anything leaked. Um, and I remember saying when he was leaving, I was like, dude, you guys are playing a game tomorrow. Like all the <laughs> footage is going to be on the like TV for millions of people to watch. Like, I, I mean, okay. I guess I could leak it tomorrow, you know, but <laughs> I was like, but I understand.
2: You had a practice facility, maybe. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I'm not going to say that.
1: Right. I, saw, I saw that comment like three times just now in the comments, like practice facility, practice facility. <laughs> so what that's, about you? That's
2: my only, honestly, for me, not to cut you off yes, but honestly for me, that's the only reason I want one. Cause I know like Bill Belichick's oh, or the okay. Steelers coaches, they can sit on that bridge and just watch all of our stuff. So I'm like, I don't, just from a comfort standpoint, I don't want someone like flying a drone, like right yeah. there, and that's why we're losing to these teams is because of that.
1: Never even thought about that. That's like, yeah, now I want one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for me, um, you just got to really figure out what your strengths are and play to those. Like uh How I said before, I'm very honest and I'm very realistic, so I knew right off the bat that stuff that had my face in them, like videos, were doing a lot better than not. And I just played on it and I, it's not really like a cheat code, but people, and I have had people like tell me like, Oh, you only have this much followers because you're a girl or because you're pretty or because this and because that, and I don't even take offense to that because it's like, okay, but I decided to use my strengths and build my platform doing something that I love. And right. it's not like I'm sitting here, like pretending to be a Bengals fans. Like I go through, be a Bengals fan. I go through the highs and lows with the team and I really feel it. Like my friends will be like, yeah, you can't let it ruin your whole Sunday. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm not going to brunch. Like <laughs> I don't want to be around you guys right now. And so I really do like, Feel the pain when the team feels the pain and I feel the happiness when the team feels the happiness and what I'm putting out there are my own real authentic thoughts and so I just really like played on what was doing well and I always say that like I I want people that see me online to meet me in person and be like she's the exact same like she's not any different you know I want my friends that know me in real life that follow me on Twitter to be like that's something Yaz would say in person so I, I try to just like really be myself and I think That's kind of what has helped me grow. But I would say the biggest push was my outfit videos. Those were the ones that really got me in the thousands.
1: The the last one that I saw, I saw saw some merch on there that I just was like, whoa, that stuff right there is cutting edge. But I'm going to tell you, too, like, yeah, I get told that so many times. I'm so daggone handsome. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? You know, like, (laughs) it's not my fault. I'm so handsome. I got to put this stuff out. You know, it's like, no, I I don't share that same thing. But
3: yeah, no, I mean, I just like in the beginning, I used to take it super personal and I would like get really self-conscious about it. And I'd be like, I'm not fit to do this. Like people are just like saying that it's only because my looks or it's only because of this. And then eventually I'm like you know what no like I know what I bring to the table I've worked for big national media companies before doing sports stuff behind the scenes producing national radio shows that people wouldn't know because I'm behind the camera but I I went to school for journalism I've done I've sports journalism specifically like I've done my homework I know what I want to do and so if Twitter gives me that outlet for now then that's where I'm gonna do it and I love that it's with my favorite team too
2: (laughs) That's dope. Zim, yeah. you gotta give us the sauce, man, because you got the sauce yeah. on IG too.
3: Yeah, what the heck? How do I, you I do not do that? I,
1: I don't, you know, like people that follow me watch me from zero, like no help, nothing. This is like three years ago, you know? So it just started off like, especially I would go on Instagram, like, like Rohan was saying, I consume information really, really quick. And because I'm like really, really busy, just like everybody else throughout the day, I don't have time to sit down and read long articles. I don't have time to go search for tweets or anything like that. Instagram and my friends. And I feel like our generation is like picture, 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 picture. And early in early in, um, you know, like when I made my page, there wasn't any Bengals fans that I felt like that were talking like me. They were talking and just reiterating some of the stuff from older Bengals fans. So I was like, we don't really have a voice for like the younger generation, even though I'm not even that young. I just hang around like I keep myself around young people all day. That's another thing that I do like all the time that a lot of people like I've even seen negative comments like tonight. Right. They don't hang around on a normal younger, you know, people that haven't that have endured a lot of the the hardships of being a Bengal fan. So I kept myself around young people, even like early on. Like it was a kid that messaged me on Instagram. He said, man, I'm going to go to a Steelers game, but I'm scared that they might like beat me up or something like that. So I went with him to a game. We went live at the game went the 50 yard line. And that, that day, because it was like the realest thing that I think people are, I probably got like 500 followers just off of that. And right. then from there I will go live. I would challenge like Steelers fans, like, that was one of my things early on. And now I just have, I do have a dedicated Zim versus Steelers page that I do with my guy Snoo or whatever. That's a whole nother page. But early on, I think because Marvel Lewis was so hush hush when they would go play the Steelers and stuff, there wasn't, you know, we represent this Ocho Cinco uh, era. So there's a lot of people that talk that stuff and are willing to back up stats, back up the play. And I knew I could perform if you put a camera in front of me or you put a microphone in front of me, I'm not going to back down. So I've always felt like that from day one. That's how I've always been. Like I was selling ace early on the, on the, on the phone. I'm like, I was homecoming king at my, at, at my high school, you know, like I ain't never shot away from no moment. So like, if, you know, like to have that bravado uh, attached to the to the Bengals organization is something that I think was lacking because so many times the Bengals will go play the Steelers and the players will be like, yeah, it's just another game. And da, 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 da. Like you you need somebody to jump out there and say like, no, nah, we're not scared. We're going to do it. We did a show with Mike Daniels last week. He was like, man, we came out there like I was talking to him. I was telling him, yeah, ain't got it. Go home, pack it up. you can't have a whole room full of those alphas or whatever, but you gotta have somebody in there that's gonna have a voice like that, and I feel like I just came in, life is about timing, you know, I just came in at a good time where uh, Instagram really wasn't really, really popping for the Bengals, like, now there's a bunch of dudes, like, I I mess with my man Jared, Bengals.Central is one of my favorite pages on Instagram, it's a bunch of dudes on the gram that I love, and I always keep myself around young guys, and we just have a different message that I think we're putting out that older older generations of Bengals fans, which I respect, because I, if you're still a Bengals fan, like you're a special person. But we just got a different perspective on how this thing is going to happen and how we're going to get a trophy. So even the people that's like, why are they so daggone positive tonight or whatever, it's just like you got to understand perspectives. Like, I didn't lose with you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I know my losses, and I learned from mine, and I'm moving forward. I don't really have time to sit back there. And I've always kept that same tunnel vision to this goal that we're trying to achieve collectively as, as Bengal fans. And as long as you don't lose sight of that, it's never been about me. Like, I very, I used to very rarely even show my face. Like, early on, then I started showing my face. People be like, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, like, you got to talk more and stuff. So I started listening to the people and stuff like that. Although, like I said, I'm probably not the most handsome person in the whole entire world. I think just the bravado and like the, Um, the attitude that I had is something that the Bengals needed at the time. Now I'm pretty sure it's probably a bunch of people talking trash now that we got Joe Burrow, but that's what I've been doing all along. Even when Dalton wasn't performing at the level that I wanted or the players weren't, I always kept the same attitude that you're not really that far away from losing like you think, but if you really take the time to like look at the players versus the other players that we're playing against or whatever, you see that we're not that much different in the, the, it's a thin line between winning and losing.
2: Nah, that's real. So, one thing that was weird for me, I think like I wasn't aware of how many people like Bengals fans watch my stuff on YouTube. So, like I went back for I think the 49ers game, it was a home home opener, and I'm just walking around like I'm just a casual fan. And then I start seeing people like point to me. Like, actually, I was with my cousin, and he was like, Do you see that those people like pointing at you? I'm like, nah. He's like, Ace, Ace, Ace. And I'm just like, my real name isn't Ace. So I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. So then I start like taking pictures and stuff. What I want to ask you guys is like now that you kind of go out, like what is that like for you to now kind of be like approached by Bengals fans? Rohan, I guess we'll start wait, with Wait, wait
1: till you go to the Natty. Like that's gonna be a whole <laughs> different it's different. But.
2: It's different.
4: Yeah. Um I think was that was that 49ers game? Was that? Twenty nine. I was. I think I was at that game. It the one was we got blown two. out. Bro. I was so. Yeah. I left I was the at game. that. I'm not gonna lie. I left the game in the oh, third wow. quarter. Yeah, that was, that was that was hard to watch. But oh, John Ross caught a touchdown on that game. I believe he did. Yes, sir. Right. Um, as far as being approached by Bengals fans, it definitely. When I go to the games, I get approached a, a few times by Bengals fans. Um, but I do also get approached from just people knowing me from my YouTube channel. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's a special bond when it's a Bengals fan though, because I'm like, oh, let's go! Like I'm so <laughs> excited to meet you, man, because we share the same pain on a daily, yearly basis. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely a little bit different, but yeah, it's a different I mean, connection. It, it's crazy, man. And people definitely like if I was wearing like a like this shirt if I'm in public or I'm wearing really anything Bengals, people will be like, oh, like you're a Bengals fan. I'm like, yeah. He, they go, oh, I love Joe Burrow, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hopefully when they start winning, maybe some people start jumping on the bandwagon. Let's see? Yeah. yeah. I always you say, young? I'm like,
3: you're welcome. You're welcome on the bandwagon, but don't, don't forget where, where you started. Um, yeah. so I actually, funny story. I have only been to Cincinnati one time in my life and that was in 2019. Uh, and, it was just because nobody ever wanted to go with me. Everybody was like, no, we're not going to Cincinnati. So I've seen the Bengals play maybe like 12 <laughs> or 13 times, but never, or only once in Cincy. Um, all the other times. One time I went to a Raider-Bengal game by myself. That was crazy. I was like, I was, I walked in there full Bengals gear. I'm like, I'm not scared. Take me to the black hole. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, let's do this. But no, that was a good memory. Um, actually, when I did go to Cincinnati though, there was somebody that I had met at the Bengals Seahawks game at the beginning of the season. And he, his name's Dante and he was so cool. He got the game ball from Drake, Kirkpatrick, which happens to be one of my favorite players ever. I can't believe I didn't mention him earlier, but I love him. And (laughs) um, yeah, he's the best. So, he... This
1: whole time, yeah, I swear you've named everybody that I feel like I'm like closest with. Yep. Don't you feel like AJ? Really? Like, <laughs> like every everybody that you said like the perfect Pac Man, AJ, like all these these are the guys that I feel like I've been like that welcome me in, like yeah, like I, I love that. Oh, well, I could call, I could call today. Like that's the funny. Yeah. That's.
3: Love that. So yeah, um, I would say he got, oh, he got the game ball from Dre after that. And I saw him get it. And I was like, Hey, and he had these cool pants on. We started talking. I asked to take a picture with him because he had the game ball. And I just thought it was funny. And we took a picture, we exchanged numbers and I texted him when I got to Cincinnati. I was like, Hey, I'm here for the game. It was against the Steelers in 2019. And he was like, let's meet up like at this place um during the game and then there was another guy named Sean that I had met at a different game the previous season I texted him I was like hey I remember you mentioning you had season tickets I'm at this game if you want to meet up again and it was like section 158 and I ended up having like eight people come meet me and it was a really special moment because I had met all of them at different stadiums never in cincinnati and we were now all happened to be at this one game again together and it was really awesome i really liked that uh but yeah i'm excited to go to cincinnati again like next time because that time i was just like such a newbie i didn't know where i was going i wanted to tailgate so bad but i like did not know i was like uh where do i go what do i do like somebody help me and um yeah, it was it was fun, but I'm excited to go this year. I'm there like multiple times. Yes. It, this
2: it, year was supposed to be the first like week one home opener in like twelve years. And then of course we get hit with COVID. It's like, oh yeah. man, that was gonna be a good time. Go ahead, I'm, son. I'm
1: gonna tell you, like, when when it does open back up, if we're ever at the same, you know, oh, the same. Game, like, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you, like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel like a rock star because one of the, like, there's some, like, even my avatar for YouTube or whatever, like, one of the, like, the, the craziest things to me is, like, okay, like, yeah, like, Ace is telling me, like, um I'm, a, I'm doing a lot of stuff on Instagram. But in my mind, I wake up every day, and all I'm doing is just bangle stuff. I go to a game. I'm not thinking nothing like that. But I would sit down, and then as soon as I'm sitting down, like, hey, people, like, hey, take a picture and stuff. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Then it happened a lot. And then even, like, um our, our guy, uh, Malik. He'll tell you like we there. uh, He does a. um, He's got a great um, show that he does in his uh, the right way, right?
2: The
3: Um, right way network,
1: yeah, yeah, the right way network, and even like there were so many of us that ended up meeting up because everybody was just starting to like kind of connect. And we beat the crap out the Ravens at this one game. I'm talking about was a Thursday night football game. AJ Green had like four touchdowns, but it was one of the craziest games because everybody just kind of like – it was like a domino effect. I was there, to you know, just chill, watch the game like I normally would. But you're going to see, like, people were just like, oh, okay, like, let me take a picture. Well, you know, like two, three hours ago, left, we're all cheering together, and everybody, like, just came together. And it's an energy with winning that a lot of people or a lot of people that don't understand, like, what's going on right now, like, they don't understand, like, what's happening because – they're just so used to losing, I guess. But it's something – if we start winning and we're all there in all these different moments, like, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be, like, an experience like you never had because my tailgate's there. Everybody always welcomed me. I always played football in the parking lot. Like, cool. Like, I got I got, I got, some great memories
2: from Paul. The tailgates Park. are dope. Like, I will say that. Like, when we went to that tailgate, like, that 49ers game, I don't know, Rohan, if you were there, the energy was different because this was, like – Zach Taylor, it was right coming off of Marvin Lewis. Like, everybody was excited, bro. Like, everybody was excited in that 49ers game. And you got to remember, it was after John Ross just, like, went off against the Seahawks. It was a close game. We felt we should have won that Seahawks game. So we just knew that we were going to beat the 49ers. And it was just, like, man, it was deflating. it was, like, all the way up here. And then after that game, it was just like, man, Mm mm-hmm.
3: I will say that when I went to Cincinnati, um, I was like, I I was like really disappointed with the fans around me. Because so we had been losing. It was the 2019 season wasn't like the greatest season, of course. And um, actually, we hadn't won at all at that point. And it was the second time we played the Steelers, it was like when um, Mason Rudolph came in and Tyler Boyd caught a touchdown in the end zone. And I was in that section. And one thing on my bucket list was to see a touchdown at Paul Brown stadium. And that like moment meant so much to me. Like I was waiting and we weren't playing very good that game. And I had flown all the way there from California. And like, I was just kind of like, dang it. And so, but like, I was still like standing up cheering, whatever. And then like, when, touchdown was caught like it just did something so special inside of me and I I I have a video of me reacting to the touchdown and I'm like so excited I'm like jumping up and down and it's half because we scored and half just because I've been waiting for this moment for so long and I was like so excited and emotional and everybody around me was sitting down and I didn't even end up posting the video I was like this is so embarrassing I was like why is nobody excited we just scored like but I think that that is also something that I think about all the time when I think about the fan base and think about like a new movement and like this whole like new stretch and all that stuff that's somewhere where I really like I want to change that because I never want to go to a game at Paul Brown Stadium again where we score a touchdown and everybody's sitting down you know like that's something in my head that like it, I will know i
1: it could happen I, I know, like, it's just, like, it could it was happen like,
3: it was just so like I was like, are you guys kidding me? But I don't know. I that's like just the culture. I'm really excited about that, that's like that's trying- why the bang-
1: that's why the Bengals need us for. They like need I, us. I, they I need feel us. like we all bring all like you know like you know I I don't know if they're watching this tonight, but it's bigger than if they're thinking short term, like they just want to get a couple people in the stands and stuff like that. Then they're they're missing out on what we all offer. And we all have such a different thing that we do. And that's why I think it was so important that we even just did this show tonight because long-term there's some things that they could do that I know would keep fans cheering, like no matter what, where it's experienced. Like I live in DC, like, you know, like um, the Washington football team, whether they're winning or losing the, the city moves with this organization, like, if they win or lose or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, they, of course, they want to win, but there are things that they've done, and of course, they won Super Bowls too. But uh, there's things that they've done that I watch, I observe. When the um, when the Nationals just won their their title and the Capitals won their title, I was at their parades and stuff. I'm like taking notes and doing all these different things. But there were things that they did throughout the year that they should contact us for. <laughs> I think if they really want to like keep this thing going, because it should be an experience. Like and some of the things that Elizabeth Blackburn has said recently, I think are very exciting too, because yeah. it should be, it should be an experience. And I think we all have some really great ideas with that said, Ace, Rohan and Kamish, do you have some things that you want to leave the Houdé Nation with, Um, you know, like just closing out the show tonight?
2: I'm just gonna say yes. I I'm with you. I've been in one of those situations where I was at a Jags Bengals preseason game and Geo scores a touchdown and I just lose it and I'm surrounded by Jags fans. And they're like, "Dude, it's preseason." I'm like, I don't I don't care. Um, but. I think like this is just the culture moving forward. Rohan's doing what he's doing, making dope videos, you know, putting the Bengals out there with viral videos. Yes, you're doing your thing with the pet tots. Zim, you're just going to Zim and be dope (laughs) and hilarious and have so much sauce. And that's just what the culture is. I think that we're just bringing a new culture. And Zim, when we first started this, that's what we said. Like we want to make being a Bengals fan cool. Like it was all about the culture. And I think like we're all doing that.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, freaking, we got Joe Burrow, dude. There ain't no reason to not believe. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Mic like, drop. He's such a cool guy, such a good guy. And he's about to ball out this year. Healthy knee, man. But yeah, like I said, man, just like Jesse Bates says, just believe. That's all I can say.
3: Yes. Yep. There's levels to this.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Kyler Boyd. <laughs> Big oh, yeah. levels.
3: Um, Yeah, I think I would just leave everybody with let's look forward to the future. There's a lot of exciting days ahead and I'm really excited to see what new additions we have to the team and we'll get to work.
1: And with all this positivity, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I'm gonna be pissed at the Bengals like on a weekly basis for certain things. Even mm-hmm. even when we won, oh, yeah, remember, of a, 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 yeah. when we when we had some wins and people were like, "Why y'all sound like y'all?"
2: I think I, we, I, think I remember beat. when we said the tank and they like killed us. We said oh, the tank for Joe Burrow and they murdered us. They yeah, were like, they "You guys us. aren't real fans." Like, right.
1: all they right. killed it. <laughs> and I'm same saying, saying people that are the biggest Joe Burrow fans and even after this uh, last year even in the Titans win and stuff. I remember me and Ace, we came on there A bunch of people, Demon was like, why y'all not really that happy? I'm like, because I, my expectations are, are there's really work high. to do. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, there's, right. there's a lot of things to do. So that, that's what I would leave everybody with, too, is definitely work to do, yeah. It's like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I want to say big day to everybody that joined us tonight. Please make sure you check Yaz out, Rohan. Rohan, tell them where they can find you at on Twitter. Yaz, tell them where they can find you at. Anywhere, however, y'all want to plug y'all stuff,
3: Rohan. You wanna um, go first?
4: Yeah, so just type in my name, Rohan. It's Rohan Coley fifty-five on uh, Twitter, and then just YouTube, Rohan TV. Uh, same with Instagram. Just type in Rohan; I should pop up. But uh, just believe, guys. Let's get this.
3: Yeah, uh, my Twitter is at Commissioner Yaz and. Yeah, my Instagram's tagged on there, but my Twitter is more where I do bangles stuff. So, yeah, and also, Zim, you weren't here, but I did tell Ace before this, I used to always say, like, all season last year, I was like, why will they not ask me on their show? Like, I've been asked on so many shows, but I was like, I will know I made it when I get asked on their show and so <laughs> when you reached out to me yeah i like i always was like do they not think i'm cool because i've always thought you guys are so cool and like i'm not even gonna lie like i really always <laughs> thought you guys were so cool and i was like why do they not talk to me so once i started seeing some support from you guys it really put some more gas in my tank so i appreciate you appreciate you guys having me again and this is this has been great
1: Chill up. We about to go and take it to the moon, baby.
4: Let's
1: go. (laughs) Let's go.
3: Thank
4: you. Hello, world.
1: What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. Never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.